I'm Ben. I'm Francis, and we're exploring our journeys into creating content, building audiences, and eventually trying to make a living from it. And in this episode, we've had our first caller. He sent us a message, asked some questions about his account. He's an artist from Melbourne. He's trying to build his account, but he's having a bit of a struggle to break past some barriers and get something going. So this is a really interesting one. I really enjoyed this one, and I hope it's going to be valuable to you too. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy. Welcome back. Welcome back. What have we got for this episode? We are very lucky to have someone ask us a question. We do. Yeah. Owen, appreciate you, mate. Owen this, Cassidy. Yep. He uh, sort of messaged us and gave us a little bit of rundown of where he's at with mm-hmm. his account, how he's been um, trying at it for quite a while. Mm-hmm. He's seen a bit of success, but it's sort of stagnated and he's not really enjoying it much anymore. Yeah. And we sort of dove a little bit deeper into sort of his goals and that sort of stuff. And yeah, I guess that's what we're going to experiment with today. Yeah. Sort of chatting about what we would do in his situation. Yeah. So let's give a pretty good overview of who he is and mm-hmm. what he's doing. He's a Melbourne-based artist. Yep. He's a teacher. Mm-hmm. He's teaching art in some capacity and he's looking to break into animation. That's really his big goal. He wants to move to Spain mm. and break into the industry there and really get into storyboarding animation. And he's been doing this art thing for quite a while now. Mm-hmm trying to build a following. He's participated in Inktober's three times now, I think. I believe so, yeah. Yep. So he's done all his art challenges. He's feels like he's doing the right things. You know, he's he feels like he's doing all the things he's supposed to do. Yeah, you know, the tactics. The tactics. Yeah. Yeah, the tactics. Hacking that algorithm, baby. Yep. You know, he's always keeping the thing in his story. He's yep. posting at certain times, trying to get all the right hashtags. And in the beginning, he was seeing some growth when mm. he was doing the challenges. And yep. I guess it's... Coming up on the end of, well, it's already been the end of October now. Yep. One of the challenges he was doing was the Inktober challenge. Yep. From my understanding, you basically post every day in October. Yeah. And it's all ink, ink based mm. or like line work based art, right? Okay. I've never done it myself, but yeah. Mm. And my assumption is, well, he also alluded to this, that in the past couple of years, he's had some pretty good success. Yeah. And this year, it seems like he put more work in, but didn't really get the output he was looking yeah. for. Yeah. He seemed more fed up. He was like, oh, I've. Yeah put a lot of work in and it does take a lot of time to do some of these posts. Mm. Like art takes time in general. Mm-hmm. But then when you're trying to post them on a consistent basis, it takes a lot of time. Mm. All right. And he said, go for it. Give me uh, what you think. And we've sort of gone back and forth in the messages. And his account, if you want to look it up to get some context, mm-hmm. is E1 Cassidy. So E1C-A-S-S-I-D-Y. Yep, that's the number one. Number one. Yep. Yes. On Instagram. So first off... First off, one of the things you asked him pretty mm. early on, because he didn't say this in the original message, was yeah. what are your goals? Yeah. What do you want out of this? And I think that's a pretty good place to start. You know, yeah. if you're trying to do this whole thing and trying to build a following, what are your goals? Mm. And for him, originally, I think he said that his goal was to just kind of get his art out there. I think that's yeah. probably a goal of a lot of artists in the beginning, 100%. right? Anyone, I think, doing anything creative Mm -hmm. that wants to build some sort of an audience, that's the first Mm go-to. It's like, I want my stuff out there. Okay? Out there. Out there. Somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that's where sort of he started off with Mm. from what we can gather. Yeah. And then as the pandemic happened and he had some time to reflect, it seems like he's really discovered that he wants to do this animation thing. Yep. And he had a bit of a disappointment. He went over and tried to – I'm not sure if he went over, but he applied for a position at a studio. Yep which seemed to be quite competitive yep. and he missed out, mm-hmm. but he's still working towards getting a position at a studio. Yeah. 
And I guess his goal now is to be seen as someone who can do animation or to get exposure to people at studios. Or would you say that's at accurate? At the end of the day, I think he, from what I understand, is that he wants to get his name out there, get exposure mm-hmm. so that these companies will come to him mm. or it'll give him a better chance of getting seen by them mm. to then get his foot in the door, right? yeah. which is interesting because there's a, a myriad of things that you can get from building an audience. And mm. that's why I, I find it so interesting because it just opens up all these different doors, mm. right? And I can tell you from experience, although I can't tell you exactly who, in a future episode I can because I'm under NDA, I've had a lot of Ooh, cool companies. Super secret. Uh, yeah, it's secret. You got to stay tuned. I've done some work mm. for some sort of production companies and I'm like, what? What? I never thought of even doing that. That wasn't even a goal of mine, mm. but it can happen. You have these people starting to reach out to you if you can sort of display, I think more so rather than just like pretty pictures or just like this thing looks cool, more so you're thinking mm. behind while you're doing these things. So this is where the education side is another massive opportunity, I think, for anyone in the creative space or just someone that has a craft or a skill or something that they're interested in, it opens up a lot of different windows or, or a lot of different doors, doors or windows, whatever you want to crawl through, is it shows you working out. If getting employment is your goal, shows to an employer, mm. huh, this is how this person problem solves. Mm. This is how they go about doing X, Y, Z task, mm. right? And that's why that would be my first inkling to suggest to Owen is, okay, cool, you've got this passion for storyboarding or animation storyboarding. Mm -hmm. Harness that Mm -hmm. and get really curious and show your findings as you explore the world of storyboarding, Mm -hmm. right? If you've got a particular production company in mind or like a studio or whatever, look at all the work that they've done and break it down. How would you do it differently? How would you do it in the Owen style but still using their work or still using their storyline or something and break it down and do it more as like a exploratory, like this is what I'm really interested in. Come along for the journey and see what I find and see what I discover. Mm. I think that's a lot more compelling yeah, than for sure. here's a storyboard I did yeah. or here's a drawing that I did. Because he mentioned that someone working at the studio gave him some feedback. Yeah. Like, you know, we would like to see at least three pieces in your portfolio yeah. of storyboarding. For me, when I hear that, I'm like, those are things that they say, but what they yeah. really want is someone that, can do the job, yeah. whatever it is. Or that they can see that they're very coachable or they're trainable. Yeah. They can come onto the team. Mm-hmm. Right? If you want to really stand out, in my opinion, again, this is just coming from experience or just my thoughts on it. It's not mm. the right or wrong way. It's just sort of what we're sort of spitballing ideas here. Mm. I would go above and beyond and actually start breaking down things because it's a somewhat new thing, I think, to you. Like it's a new yeah. kind of skill that you're trying to build. Mm-hmm. Bring people along for the journey. Break down other storyboards, follow a bunch of other storyboard artists. I don't know if he's done this or not, but follow a bunch of other storyboard artists and see what posts Mm. jump out to you, like what gets you really excited about it, Mm. right? And then do that in your own style. Mm. How can you bring a little bit of that into your own feed, right? Mm. So uh, any accounts that I create in the future, even this Make Now Think Later podcast page on Instagram and even my Ben Eblen Design Instagram, I want it to be like a goldmine for my past self, like, oh. Like if I come across it, it's like really, I've got to follow. It's just mm. like no brainer. That's the goal. Am I going to hit that for everyone? Probably not. But I know that I'm interested in something. I've got a gauge. I've got a taste, right? Or I'm developing a taste and I can start to fold that into my content and really build a resource for others that makes it followable. Because mm. at the end of the day, to really distill it down to what we're trying to do here, we're trying to be as helpful as possible. Mm-hmm. You think about the people that you follow. Why do you follow them? 
is for a couple of reasons, but one of the main ones might be is because they were helpful, right? You say, okay, cool. I like how they explain that. Mm-hmm. I can get something from that. I can sort of fold that into my workflow and use this. They're giving me value, right? I feel I'm in two minds of saying like give value. It seems very corporate, like at least like the corporate world has started to fold that into their vernacular. They're like, yeah. let's bring value to our customers. It's true, but it's like, how helpful can you be, mm. right? That would be if I was Owen going into storyboarding, I would get every bloody course that I could on storyboarding, every book I could, everything, break it down, get excited about it, find these little aha moments and share those aha moments, mm. right? Just little snippets. Guys, check this out. I found out that if you do this in this way or you try and do expressions in this way or I found a shortcut how to get figures looking in this particular way of this particular artist that it does X, Y, Z and it has X, Y, Z outcome. Give it a shot. Let me know what you think, mm. right? That's a lot more compelling than just saying, here's a storyboard I did, mm. right? You're saying showing the meat behind it, you know, not yeah. just the end product, but your process, really getting deep into yeah. how you're thinking about the process, how you think about animation, what exactly you're learning, yeah. not just the final product of, oh, it's done. Yeah, because you got to think as well, because I want this episode to be this high-level concept of what I would recommend, but also the nitty-gritty mm. as well as like what type of content. Because you said that you posted a reel for us to check out mm. and to rip it apart. And let's rip it. Let's do it. Let's rip it. Let's rip it. <laughs> I'm getting really ripped. No, I'm, I don't like giving feedback that way. But basically the reel, if, if others want to check it out as well, it's a time-lapse of a painting, mm-hmm. right? Like it's got nothing to do with what you're telling us that you want to do from the storyboard sense for context it's the i don't want to give away the punchline but it's like got a color wheel on it and it's yeah two people looking away from the camera yeah it's a painting yeah technically it's a great painting right but from what you're telling us that your goals are it doesn't really match up to me mm. right he mentioned that it takes a long time to create this content mm. and it's getting a little bit laborious particularly when you're not getting much in return. Yeah. And I feel that 100%. I've, mm-hmm. been, I've been there where it's taken some time and I've had a big uptick and then it goes down. And you've got to think as well, this stuff's variable. That's why I'm talking about not so much the tricks and tactics. Mm. Those are like the icing on the cake, like when to post, the hashtags, to have certain stories at certain times. Like that's all, none of that matters mm-hmm. if you're not giving value or being helpful to other people, mm-hmm. at least in the education space that we're trying to sort of tackle or, or share our interest with the world in an educational way or what we've found mm. to be interesting until you've got that core content there all that little optimization stuff it really doesn't matter yeah i don't think at least because mm. i don't do half of this stuff. like i don't always have a story mm-hmm. on i've never done an inktober in my life i've never done a challenge i don't know at least in my experience those are all the periphery things they're like cool things to use as prompts to try and get other people to get them to the gold mine. Mm. So it comes back to how I think about content itself. I think every piece of content is kind of like a landing page to get them back to your main site, Mm -hmm. which is your profile in this case, Mm -hmm. right? So every piece of content is almost like a lure in a way without diminishing the value of the audience or the people. They're people, right? Mm -hmm. But if you think of it pure from an actionable thing, Mm -hmm. it's like a lure. Let's try this lure. Let's put it out there. Let's bring them back to my gold mine because I really think they would find it helpful. Mm Right. So I want, I reckon you should really think of it that way as yourself. And it's really cool because you're at the beginning stage yeah. as well, because you're going to have all these questions about storyboards and. He's at the beginning stage, but he also isn't at his beginning stage. He, yeah. Yet, he, so. Yeah. He's at the beginning stage of storyboards, yeah. not art, which is fantastic because you've got the skill to visually communicate 
your ideas, which mm. is fantastic. I can see that clear as day from the post that you've already put out there. Mm. Now it's time to hone in and be like, all right, this is what I'm really passionate about at the moment. And don't be afraid to not be consistent with what you've already put out there yeah. as well. Because I, I can, can imagine see. that being a fear, you know. Yeah. After he's already got comfortable with a certain type of content, he was yeah. at some point getting some traction with it. Yeah. And then to switch it up, it could feel like you're almost starting again. Right? Yeah. And in a way you are, like you're kind of starting again because you are, your interests have changed. What you're telling us is you're not enjoying this. Mm. So what's the point of doing it, right? Like it doesn't make much sense. So let's try and get you one to start enjoying the content. That's why I say go out, get all the books, get all the courses, mm. get really interested. And that's going to show through in the content. Mm -hmm. I love exploring different ways to draw characters and art and, and draw and paint and that kind of stuff. That's why I'm not too concerned about this AI art stuff because mm. regardless, I'm going to keep having fun right, and keep sharing and getting really, really interested in these topics. Mm -hmm. right? I don't foresee that changing. So I would recommend anyone in Owen's position where you've, you're struggling to, one, have fun with it, fix that first. Yep. Because without having fun with it, the consistency is going to drop. The value is going to drop. It's going to become more of a chore. Mm. And then at that point, what's the point? What would be your high-level kind of guidelines to having fun with it? Oh, it sounds like curiosity is a big thing. Curiosity, curiosity yeah. high. I don't think it even comes to content at that point. Mm. Do stuff for yourself, right? Mm. The way that I do my stuff is I like to learn something in the posts that I do. So in a drawing, I want to challenge myself, right? So then I have something to write about or convey to other people mm -hmm. that has that value of me learning something then it gives me content to then share with other people that i'm really interested in at that point in time so i've felt the annoyances or the frustrations of things that i couldn't figure out so i'm before the figuring out and then when i figure it out i've got the post figuring it out so then that's another piece of content that it's like cool i figured this out i had this struggle here's the resolution that i came to mm -hmm. and it's fun because there's that challenge there, it's not too difficult where it's I'm banging my head against the wall and I'm not doing it at all because it's just not something that I'm proud of. Mm -hmm. It's that nice little sort of Goldilocks zone of just hard enough, right? Because Owen, you would have known what it's like to be in flow, I'm pretty sure, like with your drawing in particular. What's that equivalent in storyboarding, mm. right? Get in flow. And once you're in flow, that's, I think, a real key of like, ooh, this is cool. And then you can start to get in flow with content, which I've found recently. I'm having just as much fun explaining these concepts that I'm finding out. It's like a not last little cyclical, very meta kind of, not Facebook meta, but just normal meta mm -hmm. feeling of like, it's all just a nice flywheel of I'm figuring it out. It's really fun. I'm in flow. I've got a result at the end of it. Now I can share that with people. And then I'll start again, challenge mm -hmm. myself again. And you sort of go up and up and up and up and up. And then I'm not making any promises because I'm not a production company or a studio, People start to see that though. That'll get around because it's like the passion is going to show through, your interests are going to show through, and then your thought process is going to be on display for the industry that you're trying to get in. Mm. Right? So it's a really nice, I think, and a really fun and interesting way to create content. You're not doing it just, oh, I've got to put something out. And that might be at the detriment to your consistency that you've been trying to keep up. Yeah. Right? So I'd almost try and go for quality first rather than keep up this arbitrary number that you might have heard from some other person yeah. saying you need a post every day. You've got to think about these people that you're listening to as well. It's something that I've started to realize. They're in different niches. Mm -hmm. If you're in an entertainment niche or like a news niche or like a pop culture sort of niche where you're talking about current events, yeah, you've got to keep that up because that's the value that you're giving to people. Mm -hmm. People aren't finding value 
from last month's news. You know what I mean? And mm. some of these people might be telling you, you've got to keep posting content every single day. I remember the one post, I believe it was from entrepreneur.com or Inc. Magazine, one of those two, right? Nothing against them, but I remember seeing a post or I think one of their founders saying, when we didn't post for one day, we lost followers, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I was in the very beginning yeah. of my journey, so I was like, shit, I've got to post every day. Mm. I can't let a day slip. And that almost got me to burnout because I listened to that one piece of advice, the fear of losing followers, mm. right? And it almost took me to burnout, right? Because I was doing every single day. Yeah, I was seeing growth, but the fear of losing that growth, I think, restricted the value that I could have given if I just waited a couple of days or mm. got more curious about the content or the topic that I was working on. And it gets you so attached to those numbers, you know, yeah. it's, you can't function that way. No, because I remember one of the first things that stood out to me when Owen reached out, mm. he quoted the number of posts that he created. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even tell you how many posts I've done. Is it two, three, four hundred, six thousand? I don't know, because that's not a metric that I'm focused on. Mm. I'm focused on the value that I'm trying to give and did I enjoy it, mm -hmm. right? At a high level, that's what I'm focused on. How helpful am I? And did I enjoy being helpful? So would you even at all think about giving a post every X day guideline? No, I would not at this stage. Mm. That sort of comes in when you've got a cadence of, I'm having fun with this. Mm. Okay, cool. How can we then optimize? It's like what we talked about, I think, last week or the week before, mm. is premature optimization mm. in software. Not a great idea because you end up optimizing the living shit out of it and you never ship anything mm. because it just takes a long time to get all the right things. And that's almost what I think that Owen's doing. He's optimizing everything except for the gold, the real valuable content. Well, that's the easy stuff to optimize, right? Like you can find an answer for what time to post. You can yeah. find an answer for how many times to post per mm -hmm. week. Yeah. But you can't really find an answer for your situation for what exactly is the content. Yeah. it's And how to develop a style. Yeah. That whole idea of style as well, mm. that's going to come from what I said, doing the courses, finding the people that you love, mm. the work that you love to check out and it, you just get you just go man this is awesome mm. all right how do i do that how do i figure out doing my way of that and how do i mix it with that person and that person and that person and 10 other people which mm. is going to then make it my own mm. so that would be my first reframing for owen i could imagine you know i don't want to speak for owen's fears or anything but mm. i could imagine if your goal is to get work from a studio yeah and then you start posting your process yeah it's almost like you're saying this is exactly how bad my work is right now. Nah. If I was coming from the viewpoint of an employer, mm -hmm. I would take someone that shows passion, mm -hmm. that displays a willingness to learn and develop, which you will do just by posting what you figured out from last week and the week before and the week before, and that'll just keep compounding mm -hmm. the value. I find it's just like a compounding thing as you post more. It just keeps building that value. So when people do come to your post or to your your profile, mm. they'll just start seeing, oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. And then they can see your whole progress. Mm. So it's not going to happen overnight, right? Mm. This might take a year, even more. I, I don't even know. It might, in a couple of months, you might take off because you've just added a bunch of value. Next week, you start doing this stuff and then it just happens to reach the right person. Mm -hmm. And then they reach out and say, hey, look, or even that same person starts seeing your post and is like, look, I really like that you've sort of took the initiative to break down all of our movies. Mm. Uh, let's have a chat. You know, yeah. you just never know. You absolutely, you never know. So it's really going back to putting yourself in that position to be lucky as well. Mm. So I wouldn't be concerned about 
the skill level at the moment. Would you say he needs to make his intentions clear in his bio? That as well. Because at the moment, it says, if you don't mind us saying this, Owen, mm. it's, well, I mean, people can see it if they want. <laughs> so I don't think it, matters, it really matters, but it's artist, storyboarding, inspiration, let's do this. Mm. Tells me nothing, mm-hmm. right? A suggestion could be aspiring storyboard artist, mm. sharing everything I know or learning the art of storyboard. My inspirations are X, Y, Z. Follow along on my journey mm-hmm. to discovering more about this. I love it. Something like that because it gives a potential audience member, not necessarily like a production company or whatever, but an audience member, they know exactly what they're getting. Mm. It's not just like storyboarding, inspiration, let's do this. Mm. You've just said storyboarding. And the production company even could see that and say, oh, he's aspiring. You know, why don't we give him a shot? Yeah. If it was the other buyer, they have no idea what your goals no. are. Yeah. You know, they yeah. can't reach out and give you that opportunity because they have no idea yeah. what you're thinking. You've got to make it very easy for someone to understand who you are, what you're doing in that short amount. And mm. then they can go back and have a look at your content and that's what's going to really sell them. Mm. So again, everything's kind of like a landing page. That is kind of a mini landing page in your whole profile of that being a landing page in itself, right? Mm -hmm. So it's almost like stages to it. You've got the content that you're sort of casting out as like mini landing pages to get more eyeballs on your content. And then it's coming back to the profile. First thing they're going to read is your bio. Mm -hmm. That's another little landing page or a little indication of who you are, what you're producing. Mm -hmm. And then it comes down to the gold, Mm -hmm. the gold valuable pieces of content Mm. that it's just like a no-brainer. It's like, yeah, I'm following this person. Heck Mm. yeah. And the people that reached out to me, that had been following me for a while, they said, but they didn't reach out initially, right? So it's not just on that first post that they found interesting. They're just going to be like, cool, all right, I'm going to follow and see what this person's up to, Mm -hmm. right? Just as a first little interest kind of thing. From a marketing standpoint, and then uh, if you're thinking about a sales standpoint even, I can't remember it exactly, but I think it's the rule of seven, have you heard of this one? Where it's oh, vaguely, vaguely I might be butchering this, so forgive mm. me, but it's like it, it takes someone seven pieces of content across seven different platforms or something along those lines before they trust you or that they're willing to buy from you or something. There's like some, I don't know how true that is because I'm not on seven platforms, mm. so that doesn't really sort of correlate, but it's not going to be on that first piece of content. Yeah, I think it comes down to you need to consistently show that you can be someone that can be trusted. Yeah, that's right. And that quality trumps quantity, mm. I think. All day, every day. Yeah. But to understand the quality or what is quality. You need to do the quantity. You need to do the quantity <laughs> first, right? So, it's, yeah. But you've been doing the quantity and you're seeing that it's not working, mm-hmm. right? Whatever working means to you. You want to build a following to get your name out there and potential studios to look at you. It's not working at the moment, mm. right? So that would be my high-level suggestions, mm. I think. You mentioned thinking about everything as a landing page and that it is a very – from a marketing perspective, really, you know, thinking about things as funnels. Yeah, it's kind of gross, but yeah. Yeah. But I guess what my point is, is that one of Owen's questions is like, how much of a business mindset did you have when going into Instagram? How much of a business slash marketing mindset, I guess Mm. we could expand it to, because that is, I guess, a marketing mindset to have to think about things as landing pages. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I've, I was lucky because I had the experience of that Mm. with like our company with Keepon. It's like that stuff I've learned, I've read a bunch about but I don't think you have to overcomplicate it. Mm-hmm. I like coming back to what would be valuable to your younger self and start with that mm-hmm. because you know there's an audience of one there and then you can gauge value of, and it, again, your younger self doesn't have to be when you're back when you were 16. Mm. It could be two months ago when you knew nothing about storyboarding. Would you say that that's a kind of a good way to frame it? Like would you follow yourself not knowing who you were? Yeah. 
That's a very good that I ask myself that question. I like assess my account and my content pretty regularly mm-hmm. just to sort of try the best I can. It's hard because it's your own, but it's objectively why would I give a shit mm-hmm. about this content? How can you sort of objectively step back and see like would I actually follow this mm-hmm. post? Right. And it might not be the answer that you're looking for. It <laughs> might suck in the beginning, but mm-hmm. know that it's a process. And this is why we love talking about it in the frame of an experiment, because it is, everything's an experiment. Mm-hmm. Every new post is an opportunity to test something, all right? So that's, that's again, where the quantity comes out, because you can pump out a bunch of different stuff, see what one sticks, one does well, mm-hmm. awesome. Now you know that there's an audience for that. And keep churning along and iterating and yeah. Mm. So yeah, from what I've said, that's about as far from a marketing standpoint I would be concerned about at this stage. Mm. Because you can again, you can over optimize the whole marketing thing. Right. There's yeah, oh, there, absolutely there's optimizations that I'm gonna start looking at. Like I'm starting to branch out into like blog posts. So I have to start thinking about SEO, start thinking about YouTube. That's a whole nother game that we'll share on here as I sort of start exploring that space. But yeah, at the end of the day. Why would anyone give a shit? Mm. In the nicest way possible, why is anyone going to care about this particular post or your profile as a whole? Mm. And that's how, how far I'd go with understanding the business or marketing side. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah, this is a very simple advice, I think. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's easy, but it's simple. No, but it doesn't need to be any more complex than that, I, th- I don't think. Mm. Yeah, particularly with Owen's goal mm-hmm. of getting seen and seen by a particular person. They've given you the answers. Mm-hmm. Right, they've already the type of work that they're doing. You know what they're doing, mm-hmm. right? Go get really interested in that. Do you think this is kind of similar to that writing advice where you know when you're when you're writing for someone, you should have a person in mind. Yeah, when he's creating the content, mm-hmm. he should have a studio in mind. Who does this for? Even a person at the studio. Mm-hmm. You know, I want you to see this. This is for you. Yeah, hundred percent. And that could change from content to content, or piece of content to piece of content. Mm-hmm. You might be okay. This piece of content is for my younger self. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that I didn't know, but I've just figured it out. And the other one might be for, okay, this is specifically for a studio, mm-hmm. right? You might do a little series, for example, of breaking down different studios' story beats, mm. which would be a fun thing to do. One, you could sketch them out yourself, shows your skills. Two, and three, analyze it and then put your own spin on it. Mm-hmm. How would you do it differently? And start teaching yourself in a way mm-hmm. by teaching others, like the whole Feynman technique. Yeah, that's one of the best ways to learn because yeah. you'll quickly discover what you actually know and what you kind of think you know, but there's actually a big hole there. Yep. And the cool thing is as you start to grow, people will ask questions. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't have the answers to that, there's another piece of content. Oh, mm-hmm. I've got to figure that out, right? So you don't have to have all the answers. And it's one of those things I've found. People, at least from my experience, enjoy the behind the scenes mm-hmm. sort of stuff more than the finished, polished piece, mm. right? Because that's really easy to sort of just keep scrolling. It's just like, cool, that's a nice image. And particularly with like all the AI art stuff coming out now, there's a whole bunch of the finished pieces. Also, how you're going to stand out, showing the behind the scenes, showing your thinking. And again, it cycles back into, cool, an employer might see how you're thinking and they like how you think and how you break it down. So yeah, I would, yeah, go for it and really just have fun. I'm excited for him. Yeah. Because that's yeah, it's, it's it's cool because it should be really fun. I, it really sucked to hear that he wasn't enjoying creating content because yeah. I've been there. I've been in the position, not with my current profile at the moment, but I've been in the position where it's like, oh, I have to do this. It was for our software, yeah. for Keepon, because it's like 
Well, you're creating content for the sake of creating content, right? Yeah, it's not if, for any other purpose. Yeah, it felt like we had to do it mm-hmm. to just do it. But here it's like we get to do it mm-hmm. because it's something that we're interested in and we're doing it anyway, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, I'd love to hear if he takes out on any of this. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be looking at your, at your profile. <laughs> Ben's going to be so, refreshing it every day. That's it. Yeah, man. <laughs> if we could sum it up, because yeah. he came at us with a few tactical things that he's doing, right? Yep. So what are the fundamentals? What are the tactics? What would you recommend he focus on completely and concretely? Tactical, not so much. Don't worry about the time that you post or whatever. Just focus on the quality of content. Mm -hmm. Even if you have to start following a bunch of people to get some ideas, right? What gets your juices going where you're like, oh, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And how do you put your spin on it? One, as I said before, get a bunch of books, get a bunch of courses and just fill your brain up and your curiosity with as much information as you can and start sharing what you learn. Mm. I'm not talking about copying the books that you read. Also, one thing that's helpful is citing where you found certain things because mm. that adds an extra level of trust because you're not, you just didn't come up with it yourself. You're like, well, I found this from this person that they said this, but I also found this other person that said this as well. Mm-hmm. This other person explained it better and in a better way that sort of clicked with me. Mm. So you might want to check that out. And this is what I produced from that information. So mm. try that kind of thing. But yeah, basically the first thing to focus on, I think, is get your study on. Mm. Just In public. In public. Yep. Learn in public, produce in public, make with the garage door open, whatever mm-hmm. analogy you want to use. That would be my first goal. Then after you start to say, okay, I'm getting a bit of traction, stuff starting to click then I've got to think about how do I fit this into my lifestyle, Mm -hmm. right? How do I maybe produce the same amount of content for half the amount of effort? Mm -hmm. And then when should I post? What time should I post? When's the right time? Blah, 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 all that sort of stuff. Then I would worry about all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. At the moment, you need to create that goldmine. And that's your profile with all the the right content. I think one of the benefits of that, and especially if if you're stating your intention upfront of like, this is my goal, is that you find people that are having the same journey. Yeah. Or you'll find people that have just completed that journey and then they can help you along the journey also. Yeah. You almost like find your community. Yeah, 100%. Other people will reach out to you mm. and they will uh, start helping you out or they'll sort of start suggesting different resources and that sort of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a really fun thing once it starts kicking up because it's no longer a, oh, I've got a post. It's like, oh, I get to post. I can't wait to share this because mm. it was so valuable to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's where I reckon you should start. Is there anything from your end? Because you gave him a lot of really practical advice and your message to him. Mm. For other people that are in a similar situation, what do you reckon? I think it's interesting because from his response, it sounded like for a lot of it, he already had a plan you know, or he already kind of knew what to do. Because you know, I think about giving advice and you know, if you give advice to a friend, it never works. I don't know if yeah. you've. <laughs> I don't know if you experienced that. But I'm looking. Yeah, this friend knows what he's, who we're talking about. No, who, who I'd be talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like part of me is worried that you know, giving you advice that he already feels like he knows the answer. So I wonder if part of it is that he just needs to kind of get out that feeling of like I've been in the struggle, mm. and it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm always cautious about giving advice. Yeah, me too. That's why I always come to it just from experience. Yeah. Because it's like, this is what I've found and it may or may not work for you, but this is the logic behind it, mm. why I did this certain thing and this is what the result of doing that and thinking about it in that way. There could be 
the feeling of oh, I've put all this work, as you mentioned before, put all this work into all this content beforehand. Mm-hmm. What a waste to now try something different. It's definitely not a waste. I've thought that in the past. It's like oh, I'm trying something different. Oh, all the other stuff is irrelevant. I wouldn't think of it that way. I'm not saying that he is, but someone might think of that. Mm. It's just one part of your your journey, mm-hmm. and it's documented. A good thing is if you start to kick off with some of this stuff that we've said, there's a, a real drive to kind of, at least for me, like bury the old stuff. <laughs> just put yeah. out content, bury that old stuff so yeah. that people have to swipe back and back and back and back to your first stuff if they really want to. Mm. But it's like sort of just here's the new stuff and it's valuable as heck. Mm-hmm. Worry about the new stuff. And you have to go through that process of putting things out to, to get to that stage. Yep. Some may even say you've got to make now and think later. Well, yeah. if they do, I hope they don't. Oh, that was great. <laughs> I hope they don't because we have that trademarked. So <laughs> you'll be hearing from our lawyers. That's right. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, it's – and as we try different platforms and stuff, I think this is something that can be platform agnostic, mm. this way of thinking. That's my hunch. Mm. Well, at least, I mean – I started on Instagram. I've branched out to TikTok. I've got, I don't know, 7,000 odd TikTok, and that's just recycling some of the stuff. Twitter, I've been trying different kinds of content. Mm. It's more like behind the scenesy kind of stuff as I go, like live tweeting things. Like you gave me the inspiration to do that as you started mm. to live tweet some of the software that you're making. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's another way that you can experiment. Mm. Instagram may not be the platform, it might be Twitter. It might be TikTok, but it's, it, Instagram seems like something that you're comfortable with. So mm. start there. That, yeah. That's where I would start and then start to see if you can recycle some of the content or do it in a different way for, for different platforms where it doesn't take you a bunch of time mm. to test things out. So yeah. yeah. Do it in a way where you can try to find joy in it or try to enjoy the yeah, process. Yeah, that's number one, man. Yeah. That's number one because, I mean, that's the only thing that's going to be sustainable. Yeah. My advice would be, you know, you've probably done this before, but you I think you need to introspect a bit and figure out why exactly you're stuck. Why are you doing something that you don't enjoy? Mm. Try and like really tune into what are the objections in your own head. Mm. Now you are doing something different. You have been stuck with doing something that you're very comfortable with and it hasn't really been getting you the results you've been expecting. Yep. But at the same time, you also seem to know what you need to do. Yeah. You know? So it's like, what's stopping you? Yep. And I'm not saying that like, you know, just do it, you know, not yeah. or anything like that. I'm saying like there's some objection that you have in your head. Mm. If you're able to examine it, then that might be useful to kind of get you past that roadblock. Yeah. You know, I don't know what it is, but. No, that's good. Being introspective to a point is, is very good. You don't mm. want to go too deep and then sort of analysis paralysis yourself to not posting for another six months or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's really good. Yeah. You've got to be comfortable with experimenting. Because yeah. well, I've been through the experience of not being comfortable with experimenting, you know, one, because it's putting yourself out there, it's being mm-hmm. vulnerable, especially if you're doing something new, then it's something uncomfortable, you don't know what to expect, you're worried about what new people who are coming along will see. Yeah. And then they like, a lot of that doesn't matter. Yeah. But it does matter a lot in the moment. Yeah. Experiment away. Make sure you're having fun with it. Yeah. Find a way to just enjoy the process, work in public. There are some practical things that Ben said, you know, breaking down existing movies from the studio. If that's something that you want to try, maybe it doesn't work for you. Yeah. But it's something to try. Do it. Like just from a yourself study, that's what Mm. I would do. Because that's what I do. I break down characters, try and figure out why. Get to the why of things, not just Mm -hmm. copying them. It's where like doing master studies, like from the artist's perspective, 
a lot of the times people will tell you to do master studies, like master copies, which is fantastic. That's a good good way to go about doing things where you just copy it one-to-one. Mm-hmm. But I like to quickly jump from that to understanding why they do certain things and then try and do my own thing mm. with that style or with that way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's how the insights will start to sort of sink in, which then is equal to content, which equals to aha moments, which then you can share, which then comes back into sort of feeding that asset that is your profile mm-hmm. for people coming through. So, And to do that, you need to follow your curiosity. If it's not yeah. there, you've got to find a way because you need it. Find a way. You need. I reckon it's there though because, yeah. I mean, he's moving to bloody Spain for it. Yeah. There's a drive there. There is a drive. Yeah, you, you've planned to move to Spain to do it. So mm. you've already applied to the studio. So, yeah, I reckon that would be a, a good start. Mm. At least a, a starting point for experimentation. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see by next week, here are some homework. <laughs> next week, some sort of move towards that, mm-hmm. that having fun with it, experimentation in the sense of storyboarding. And if it doesn't feel uncomfortable, you might be slipping into your old habits. Yep. Yeah, it's probably going to feel a little uncomfortable, which yeah. is good. Yeah. That's a good indication. Mm-hmm. Of, I think it was Tim Ferriss that said, usually the thing that you are finding the most friction with doing or like before starting it is the thing that you kind of should probably be doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, lean into that Yeah, and have fun with it. Yeah, we've said that 60 times, but yeah. it's, it's true. Yeah. It, it is really true, at least from our experience. Well, it's the 60 times more important than everything else. So. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So I guess that's it. Yeah, and we put it out to anyone else. We love, this was really fun, like mm. going back and forth with Owen. We reply, we mm-hmm. give our, our thoughts through message. And we'd love to see more in our inbox. Yeah. Like any questions that you have, uh, tactical questions even, like mm-hmm. specifics as to how you – your goals, that would be a good thing. Yeah. Come, come to us first with the your goal. Yeah. What do you, what want, you want to get out of it? Like yeah. you want a following for a following sake? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to give you yeah. at that point because there's no real like angle to hit. But I mean from us, it really comes down to the education side of stuff. But where well, you're educating yourself first. And then mm-hmm. sharing your findings, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. the most sustainable way. Yeah. If you hate it, it's going to be a slog. Yeah. So hit us up, make now think later mm-hmm. on Instagram. You can find this podcast where, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Yeah. Yeah, even reach out to us personally mm-hmm. if you want. So what's your Instagram? I don't even know. Come on, Francis. <laughs> Francis.s.lee. Let's, let's have a squeeze. Really yeah, there's nothing there. but That's all right. Well, you're there. That's the yeah. only thing that matters. So francis.s.lee, that's right. And then you've got ben underscore eblin underscore design. I regret doing the underscores, but just chuck in ben eblin design and you'll you'll yeah. find it. Long messages, short messages. You could write us a whole dictionary's worth. We'll find a way to read it. Yeah. And this is the whole part of us enjoying this process. Mm-hmm. We love getting into the nitty gritty of this stuff, mm-hmm. like figuring it out, seeing how we can help, how we want this to be a gold mine. Mm-hmm. of information mm-hmm. right so yeah don't hesitate voice messages that's what owen did yeah voice video words Wo- send us a pigeon morse code yeah just get it to us somehow <laughs> it, was, it was really fun doing this yeah um that's about it yeah yeah that's it awesome cool right thank you for listening all right and we'll uh we'll catch you in the next one see you later